quick disclaimer for any of you guys listening at the beginning of the, this podcast. Uh, when I'm talking about the Mavericks victory over the Warriors where Braxton Key got the putback dunk, I end up saying the Pacers. Um, so was not trying to misconstrue that or anything like that. I, I watched both of these games. In this podcast, I cover both the Warriors and the Pacers games for the Mavericks Summer League. You guys enjoy. I'm Pig Don Luca, smoke you like my hookah. Pump fake right, then I step back in illusion. That's a boss move maneuver. Picking that entrepreneur, Mark Cuban on the viewer. Put you rookies on a skewer. I stay shitting on you boys like I came up from the sewer. Used to have a lot of dollars, now I got a lot fewer. What you saying to me? I hope you save it for me. I'm about to kill the game, and I put it in my testimony. Hi, welcome to the Mainstream Mass Podcast. This is your host, Will. I am here live in Las Vegas at the beautiful Howard and Johnson by Wyndham uh, with my boy Ethan over here. For those of you guys watching on YouTube, you can see him. Uh, but yes, we are here covering the Mavs in Las Vegas. Our first time out here, so it's been uh, quite the uh, momentous experience here. Uh, we're definitely uh, tired, but we're going to keep churning along. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, getting to bounce between all the different NBA games. It's definitely uh, the fanatic's dream, to say the least. Um, but today, uh, obviously, given that we are in Vegas, it would uh, it, it would just not it, it would not be ceremonial um, if we didn't cover the Mavericks Summer League games, of course. And we're obviously today going to be getting into the Mavericks Summer League game versus the Pacers the other day. I, I wasn't in here uh, at Vegas yet for that one, but of course, I was able to watch it. Um, very exciting finish. Um, Braxton Key getting that put back dunk in overtime. Uh, the summer league overtime format, of course, where you um, have the two teams competing against each other, and the team that gets seven points first wins the game. Because uh, when there's so many games in summer league and they're playing, uh, you know, back to back at the Thomas and Mack Center and the Cox Pavilion, obviously um, they they have to flip these games fairly fast, and they can't make them too egregiously long, especially since you know, not meaningless basketball because it's definitely helping the development of these guys, um, but definitely uh, basketball that, you know, should be injury preventive in, in all likelihood. Hence why a lot of these younger guys or second second year guys that are, you know, performing above standards are getting shut down earlier at this period as we are in the uh, latter half of summer league. But obviously we'll be getting into that exciting game, um, you know, versus the Warriors. Then we'll uh, of course, get into the game that happened today versus the Pacers, where the Mavericks blew the Pacers out 112 to, I believe, um, 94, if I remember correctly. I can look at it right here for you guys. It was 112 to 91, my mistake. Um, but yeah, um, the Mavericks had to win by 27 to have a shot at the Summer League playoffs. Unfortunately, they did not score 27 so now they will not be making it to the summer league playoffs. Um, quite unfortunate happenstance, but we at least had a shot. And Jared Dudley, head coach of the Mavericks summer league team, decided to uh, sit the starters with the last few minutes rolling there in the fourth quarter to get the uh, bench guys some play. Uh, Chandler Vaudrin, uh, some of the uh, that that one really high jumping dude who I can't pronounce his full name that was from the NAI school, stuff like that. Wanted to get them some run. Very respectable. I mean, it's meaningless basketball at the end of the day. I would have liked to have, the, you know, see the, if the Mavericks could bring home a summer league trophy. trophy. 
potentially play six games, obviously, but it obviously here just did not come into fruition. No worries. We still get another game to, you know, see what all is going to go down here. Of course, Jaden Hardy was shut down. And of course, Braxton Key, like I just, you know, mentioned is on the Denver Nuggets now. But the Mavericks still, you know, have Olivier, Maxence Prosper, Jordan Walker, Derek Lively, um, you know, as well as uh, Mike Miles Jr., who, you know, all were uh, enormous here today, as, as well as A.J. Lawson, of course, too. I'd be uh, doing huge discredit if I forgot about, you know, how he p- played today. I mean, he, he played amazingly on both sides of the ball. Um, so, I mean, they, they are still very much turning along here in Summer League. It's a fun time, even though we're at the tail end of it. A lot of excitement going around with these games and, and the, you know, a great day if you're a Mavericks fan, uh, getting to see, you know, the way that uh, some of the guys that we're coveting for some of these, you know, two-way contracts, training camp invites, and of course the, you know, two promising rookies we have in Olivier Maxence Prosper and Derek Lively the second, you know, having two fairly pretty strong games here, uh, the last two games in Summer League. These last two games have been fun. It's been fun to see the Mavericks having, you know, actually having a talented poised and defensive oriented summer league team that's winning games for once uh definitely not something that we can say in recent memory at least maybe since uh the the tanking era and i'm talking about the real tanking era not the the two game tanking era at the end of the season the one back in the 2017 18 days uh, the complete dog days so um it, it's been really fun I'm, I'm just really excited to be here we'll be getting into the game and much more but before we do that here's an ad from our sponsor spotify for podcasters all right, guys. So before getting into these two games here, we got Ethan here, uh, one of my good friends. He came to summer league with me as I got, as I told you guys in the intro. Um, so he's gonna be tagging along for the podcast. He's not the uh, the hugest Mavericks fan in the world, but uh, he definitely would probably rock with him Most if he definitely. had to if he had to pick an NBA team. So um, he's just gonna give in his sort of tentative basketball knowledge here. He played in high school, so. He's got a pretty decent background here to work with. Yeah, no, he 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 knows what he's doing here. So we we got you guys covered here. Um, so obviously, you know, before we even get into the summer league games, Ethan, uh, for any new listeners, uh, you know, now that it's your introduction on the podcast, uh, how did you become a Mavericks fan? Uh, well, honestly, I've always been a Mavericks fan. Uh, growing up, me and Will actually went to a decent amount, a decent amount of Mavericks games. Uh, with my dad, we actually have a photo with the Mavs maniacs that will might be able to pop up, but probably uh, won't. I, if I can find it, I'll definitely uh, post it later. But uh, it's quite humorous seeing the uh, transformations that me and Ethan have made. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, I've always grown up watching the Mavericks, and you know, hometown team, born and raised from Dallas, Texas. So you got to go for the Mavericks if you're from if you're from Dallas. So yeah, you know, other other people. Um, would digress, but you know, they're bandwagon fans, so don't we don't like them. them. Don't even worry about them. Exactly. But anyways, uh, barring that, let's go ahead and get into this one. Um, we're going to be talking, of course, about this Mavericks versus Warriors game first, um, and then the Pacers game to which me and Ethan attended today. Um, I'll probably talk more about the Warriors game since uh, Ethan did not watch this. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, we will still be getting into it, of course. Um, obviously here when the Mavericks, you know, played the Warriors the other day, it was definitely a rougher shooting performance compared to this Pacers game. Um, especially, you know, Jaden Hardy. Uh, I, I think that this Mavericks summer league team is obviously, uh, you know, pretty uber talented. Uh, they got some, you know, really good, uh, play on all three facets, something that has been pedestrian 
for the Mavericks in their summer league squad the last couple of years. Um, so it, it was still really good for them to get a nitty gritty win like this um, because, you know, it, it's time like it's times like this uh, where you see the perseverance of young players um, really start to uh, come through. And uh, it's, it's very promising because nobody, I would say, had the, you know, premium uh, best shooting game uh, besides maybe like Mike Miles. He played pretty good. Um, but it, it was a kind of a, you know, slim across the margins in this one. Um, but collectively, you know, the Mavericks were able to win uh, a very tough game, uh, one in which, you know, it, it went to overtime. Um, Jaden Hardy was missing a lot of shots down the stretch, but they still stayed locked in defensively. And that translated to this next game versus the Pacers. And then we see, you know, when the offense does start to click, shots start to go in how the game uh, just becomes more synchronized, how it becomes more easier when this Mavericks summer league team is playing more defense. And obviously not all these guys will be with the Mavericks or even be on a training camp invite. Um, but to see that the Mavericks, you know, are, are establishing this culture of, of youth that, you know, is not um, petty, is not disgruntled, um, is not um, cocky or anything like that. Uh, just a bunch of, you know, young, a lot, a lot of these guys, defensive, defensive oriented uh, players that, you know, give 100 percent effort at all times. Uh, you know, you have to give credit to the organization from that standpoint. Right. Um, so, you know, in this Warriors game, obviously, uh, from, you know, top to bottom, um, you know, the Mavericks were fairly troubled uh, throughout this one by. Lester Kinwanis or whatever, you know, however you say his name, uh, Kinonis. Uh, but anyways, you know, he's uh, essentially been the new self-proclaimed uh, Jordan Poole. Uh, for those of you guys who haven't seen his uh, his Twitter or or him on Twitter, rather. Um, but this guy is uh, essentially uh, a sauce god. And uh, he has the same jumper as Jordan, too. No, yeah, he he has all the hezzy size up combos that you could ever imagine on 2K. Um, but this guy, you know, versus the Mavericks, he he just pestered them all night by uh, getting to the free throw line and route for 13 out of 17 uh, free throws on the line. He didn't even have the best shooting game. I, I thought the Mavericks did a really good job in terms of their screen navigation on him. But, you know, you know fighting over the top and chasing him, he, he's a guy that will take a lot of catch and shoot threes um, as, uh, you know, as a fellow warrior, you know, 25th pick in this year's past draft, Brandon Podomeski, uh, same type of deal with him. Uh, but, you know, Lester uh, Kinwanis, he obviously uh, was the lead ball handler uh, for this one. The Warriors at that forward position. And uh, I mean, he did a pretty good job at least getting to his spots and, you know, forcing the Mavericks hand defensively. Um, he, he had a few uh, really good pass outs out of drives that kind of hurt them. And, you know, while his shooting percentage wasn't the best, uh, the Mavericks were definitely huge benefactors of that because, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, he was fairly impressive to me. Uh, but I did like the way in which, you know, the man, the Mavericks tried to, uh, you know, effectively use ball, ball denial. And, you know, they, they were doing a good job trying to force the issue with him. Um, but, you know, my main point at the end of the day, uh, he, he could have easily, um, you know, walked his way into 40 points, you know, with the shot volume that he's had in summer league, um, especially on a, a Warriors summer league roster um, that is pretty thin, especially with Tracy Jackson Davis not playing. Um, you know, they were sitting like four other dudes in this one. Um, they're, they're pretty thin across the board and they, they don't have near as much, you know, draft 
talent as the Mavericks, uh, just given their status as contenders over the last few years and stuff. So, um, you know, in, in this one, a guy like Lester could easily have had uh, a very, you know, hot game and gotten the Mavericks head all night uh, as one of those uh, not mean players, but, you know, sort of unexpected players that kind of just goes off out of nowhere. And uh, they did a really good job of preventing that from hap- happening, uh, which, you know, is integral to a game where, you know, you're shooting on the other side of the ball uh, is not going the way that you want it to. So I, I was really impressed with that. He had a, you know, very high shot volume throughout all four quarters. Uh, the Warriors ran a lot of actions to try to get him going, you know, off of pin downs and, and curl offs where he was getting the ball going downhill, you know, trying to use his Euro, his Euro step, you know, use that hezzy or size up into a three. Um, but, you know, he, he shot two for 10 on threes at the end of the day. So, I mean, that's obviously very, you know, a very successful, um, you know, Gui Santos, another guy in the Warriors. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's got good length, you know, solid, solid shooter. Um, you know, he plays pretty vertical, um, you know, on defense and, you know, despite, you know, 17 and 10 from him, uh, you know, him kind of thriving in that three and D role for them. Uh, you know, the Mavericks were able to, uh, you know, derail the Warriors in this game and, you know, they, they just shut off a lot of um, potential areas in which, Last year's Mavericks summer league team, I think definitely would have got hurt in, you know, particularly from a perimeter defense perspective, everybody on this Dallas Mavericks summer league team is just interconnected. And I, I think Ethan can speak to that as well. You know, just Most given good. today that we were at the, the game, you know, that there's a high level of communication there and we went and watched multiple other summer league games and, you know, there, there wasn't near as much communication on chemistry. From yeah. As well. Um, how little they've been able to practice with each other and uh you know obviously i haven't been watching a, a ton of summer league games myself but from what i can tell i can definitely see a lot of improvement with the new players and uh for them obviously not being able to play with each other that much you know that communication goes to show that you know they'll put on a, they'll put it on a, on a performance if they need to you know no most definitely i would definitely agree with you from that perspective um but other than that i mean you know besides gui santos and Lester Kinwanis, uh, the Mavericks, you know, did a pretty good job defensively, barring Reggie uh, Perry, uh, who got a 20 and 17, you know, rebound or 20 point 17 rebound double double. And, you know, he, he played 30 minutes. Derek Lively uh, played 29 minutes in this one. They almost mirrored each other uh, throughout large stretches of this game. And look, you know, you got a guy in Reggie Perry here. Um, I, I don't know a whole lot about him admittedly, but it seems like, you know, uh, I think he's a either second year, you know, third year NBA dude, um, you know, pretty active. I could see him sticking somewhere uh, in, in the league. But regardless, you know, looking at this in a, at an angle, you know, from the Derek Lively perspective, right? Derek Lively also, you know, obviously is a uber talented, um, you know, has all the length in the world, all the athleticism uh, to be a really good rebounder and already is a great rim protector. Um, but, you know, we, we do see the deficiencies in his game and, you know, the sore spots that he's going to need to work on as a young 19-year-old, right? And we saw it throughout these last two games, even in the, the Pacers game, even though it wasn't really as prominent, you know, from a stat perspective. Uh, you know, a, an undersized center like Reggie Perry, I believe he's like 6'9", 6'10". He's pretty stocky, though. You know, he, he did a great job in this one of just uh, boxing out Derek Lively, uh, getting good position, 
I wouldn't necessarily say working harder for rebounds, but, you know, putting himself, uh, you know, t- uh, in terms of his, um, you know, how technical he was with boxing out and, um, you know, just getting a body on the body at all times, uh, you know, in route to 17 rebounds and, you know, four of those being offensive. And, you know, Derek Lively, I, I think he's a decent rebounder, but he doesn't have a, a good base when rebounding. Um, there are a lot of times that he doesn't box out things like that. And, you know, that's, that's going to be a sticking point for him going forward, adding strength, you know, getting stronger in your leg area. You know, he has a decent upper body, but he he definitely needs to add some muscle. Um, he needs to, um, just, you know, play more physical. Um, obviously that's going to be complimentary to, you know, him adding strength and stuff. Um, but you know, once he is able to, you know, tap into the physical specimen that his body allows for him to do uh, with a few years of development, you know, you can see the blueprints uh, with the defensive potential. And, uh, you know, he he did a great job of derailing shots, even in this Warriors game. The main thing I've noticed with him, even if, you know, he doesn't block a shot, he still heavily affects the opponent's shot. Uh, he's just so much length in their face. There were a lot of times, even today at the Pacers game, uh, that, uh, you know, guys would get with inside eight to 10 feet, that sort of middle area, and they'd be hesitant uh, to shoot against Derek Lively, and they would opt to pass out, especially guards. And, and I mean, it's truly, you know, that that sort of skill is, you know, in size is invaluable in the NBA. Um, but, you know, I, I would be doing uh, a disservice to Derek Lively if I didn't, you know, talk about uh, some of these deficiencies and some of the things he'll need to get better at, because I, I do think that, you know, he has such good potential to where if he's truly able to harness these things one day uh he he could be you know an all-star level talent center but that's obviously going to be you know way down the road so we'll have to see how that pans out but that was kind of essentially the story of the game in terms of what the Mavericks were up against in this Warriors game and they you know it wasn't really the most eventful game it was just kind of pure um not you know sluggish sluggish type of you know summer league basketball and, you know, like I said, for them to, you know, stay interconnected defensively, um, still stay poised with their rotations, um, their screen navigation. I think the Mavericks have been doing a much better job at scram switching off ball. I noticed in the first two games, there were a lot of instances where, you know, guys uh, would get caught, um, you know, off kilter, uh, you know, within those defensive rotations. And we can probably attribute that to, you know, lack of them actually playing together. A significant amount of times but as these games go along seeing this summer league team get chemistry together um it is really fun to watch because we're seeing them improve and you know this team may never even is obviously never going to play together beyond this um but it to see that the guys are working together you know in, in a venue where you're strictly you know supposed to be there only to earn your own way try to get a contract with an nba team um, to see that they've all bought in together, um, you know, in route to bettering, you know, themselves as individuals on the court um, is one of the, you know, things I've really been impressed, impressed with, with this summer league squad. And obviously, you know, it would have been really cool to make the playoffs. I think this Mavericks team is talented enough uh, to make the, the playoffs uh, in the summer league. But, you know, obviously that first game with OKC, um, they kind of just got caught with their pants down a little bit. Um, in hindsight, I honestly think that they were probably good enough. Uh, to to beat that OKC team on any given night, um, just kind of dependent on what happened during the game. But 
you know, unfortunate as it is, I'm just happy we get another game to cover here. Uh, you know, more basketball, more time to evaluate, you know, exactly what happened. And, you know, back to the Mavericks versus Warriors game, um, you know, the Mavericks were able to, you know, ride the coattails of that defense that I talked about. And, you know, they stayed connected with the Warriors throughout the game. Um, they were up for, you know, a pretty decent portion of the game. Um, but, you know, they they started kind of lead trading and the Warriors had the lead for a little bit until they got to that overtime period off of, um, I believe it was a Gui Santos or a Lester Kinwanis three uh, that sent it to overtime with a couple seconds left and then the Mavericks missed. Um, and, you know, they, they showed a lot of fight in overtime. Jaden Hardy, he got a shoulder contusion in this one and that effectively shut him down for the rest of summer league. And like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, it obviously um, was not really his best game. Um, really, I, I'd say all throughout summer league, it wasn't necessarily his big, his, his best game. Um, but I, I think what I was impressed with uh, was the intangibles from him. When the shot's not going down, when you're, you know, when he's having, um, not necessarily trouble getting to the basket. Um, but it did seem like, you know, it, the physicality standpoint from him, uh, especially in the last two games, uh, for whatever reason, it, it just didn't seem as like, as if he was as, as explosive as, as, as he was at times during the regular season. Um, and, and I mean, we, we could probably attribute that to that uh, lingering shoulder issue that he had. I'm glad he was able to get three, you know, games of tape in summer league. I wish he'd play more. You know, but I, I love the way that, you know, the team sort of built around him and still trusted him as, as as their leader, you know, given he's the second year guy here, his vetted has the most experience, uh, is probably the best player on the team at this point. They still trusted him down the stretch to take some big shots. And, you know, he, he was trying to put the game away in overtime. He got going there for a second uh, and he was trying to get to go ahead three to go down, but he, he couldn't quite make it, um, you know, but Braxton Key, you know, who obviously is no longer with the team, but, you know, like I said, just the, the synchronization of the summer league group, you know, to get that put back dunk there and, you know, mend things for the Mavericks was just a really cool moment in my opinion. Uh, um, and uh, definitely was pretty hype watching that, that game at work. Cause that's where I unfortunately had to, to watch it. I wish it could have been in Las Vegas, but we arrived late Thursday night. So, you know, for, forgive me uh, for any of the stutters that I have throughout this podcast or any of, you know, the uh, elongated, yeah, or mispronunciations because we are um, bearing the egregious flight egregious from loss. For, yes, and we – it is quite a scene over here at the Mainstream Mass Podcast. We're on the fringes here, but still out here churning out content for you guys because, you know, we're at Summer League and we're passionate and we really enjoy the basketball that we've been watching today. And, you know, a guy that I really want to give a shout-out to – um, in, in this game, you know, versus the Warriors specifically, and just overall in terms of his performance the last two games, uh, is Mike Miles Jr., uh, you know, in this Warriors and the Patriots game. After a rougher summer league start, I mean, he, this guy has, you know, he, he's a very dynamic finisher, and th that's something that I probably did not give him enough credit for uh, the first couple games. You know, I, I kind of, you know, wrote him off as, you know, a, a decent guard that, you know, was more, you know, curated to, you know, just be a sort of pure score, um, you know, from like the mid-range area, you know, kind of get to his spots, um, operate coming off, you know, 
operate coming off the screen and just being able to pull up stuff like that. Um, but I didn't think his, his finishing ability uh, was to the degree that it is. I mean, he's making like, you know, reverse layups in traffic. Um, his, you know, he, he's getting single dribble blow buys on everybody. He's doing a great job attacking off of closeouts. Uh, he's just very timely in terms of his, his attacking and his finishing. He's well, while not necessarily being the most athletic guy at the end of the day, um, you know, he's, he's really impressed me these last couple of games, his ability to get, to get to the rim. And he was one of the only guys in this game versus the Warriors um, that was actually shooting the ball at a decent clip Went three for eight from three, six from 11 from the field. Uh, he played a really great game in my opinion. Derek Lively played a, you know, very good game in this one um, was, you know, despite giving up all those rebounds to Reggie Perry, as I had mentioned, he still got 10 of his own, uh, had 11 points, two blocks. And honestly, you know, he affected a lot more shots in this Warriors game uh, compared to this Pacers game. Um, but, and, and I think, I don't know what he finished with. The, he probably finished with like the same amount of blocks in the Pacers game as well. Yes, he, you know, he finished with one block in the Pacers game. Um, but while the stat sheet doesn't necessarily um, reciprocate this, I think Derek Lively in this Warriors game uh, actually did a much better job from a rim protection standpoint um, compared to this uh, Pacers game. I mean, he he did pretty good in this one, but there were certain times where he was a, a little late as the help side defender. Uh, he definitely could have put a body on a body a little bit better, especially off of putbacks and, you know, offensive rebounds for the opposing team. Uh, he was starting to get kind of bullied and stuff, and he, you know, was kind of getting caught with his pants down in terms of, uh, fouling. He he wasn't necessarily staying the most disciplined in terms of being vertical. He was kind of playing straight up, but he wasn't jumping. So he he had a lot of lower body contact, stuff like that, and was kind of coming with his hands down. And, you know, the, those things, you know, may vary game to game, whatever the case may be. But when he's truly dialed in as a rim protector, um, you know, and he's able to use that frame, uh, you know, verticality and explosiveness to the best of his abilities, um, it's a scary sight for everybody. And I mean, I thought this Warriors game was the best game that he had played throughout summer league. And, you know, to, for to have him in that closing lineup, um, you know, and not be an albatross because, you know, of his inability to shoot currently, even though he does like to take threes, um, that that was uh, something that had me really excited. And, you know, Olivier Maxence Prosper, um, while only, you know, may having three field goals in this one, um, he he played a very very you know top to bottom good game and i mean in the pacers game an even better game he all of his field goals in this one were three so we saw the shooting showcased a little bit and he just got to the free throw line at nauseam you know this guy doesn't have the most insane you know sort of diversification uh, of dribble packages right um he, he's not just going to be able to nickel and dime his way to the hoop in the same way that like Kyrie would but he's has a very quick first step at six, eight, and he, he covers a lot of range and he's, he, he, with his moves that he does make, he's very timely and he's just very fun, fundamentally sound using his length uh, inside the paint. He's able to bully smaller defend smaller defenders. And I honestly didn't know his ability to create off the dribble was as good as it was. I mean, I, I would have coveted this guy a lot higher in, um, you know, draft projections if I had known this. I mean, he, he has been really impressing me. Uh, so far in summer league, Jaron, um, do, do you think that, um, Jaron, I'm very used to saying Jaron, I apologize. My typical That's podcast says, yes, but Ethan, um, do you think that uh, Omax has potential to be a day one rotation player for the Mavericks after, you know, just from what you saw at summer league so far? Oh, most definitely. Uh, 
from what I saw, he's definitely um, a good player. I mean, I can't really say too much considering I haven't seen any of the uh, most of the other summer league games, but what I've seen today, um, he's a very uh, – how would I put it? What kind of player? Athletic. I mean, yeah. you can go athletic, but – Yeah. Better – Lengthy. Better, very, very lengthy player. Yes. Indeed, indeed. No, yeah, he, he's very lengthy. Um, and his, his defensive intangibles and his effort are, you know, I think why, you know, everybody is so excited about what he's going to bring to the table yeah. for the Mavericks. But, you know, it, it's obviously, um, you know, a sort of interesting um, comparison that Mavericks fans have going up on Twitter with him and Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, you know, trying to compare the sort of career projections of them right now. And it, it's funny because I honestly think that, Omax is much further along in his development than Dorian was at his age. Cause I mean, he he's showing um, the ability to create off the dribble and get to his spots at the rim and finish. I mean, yes, you know, he hasn't really got brought up to speed from a playmaking perspective whatsoever yet. And that's obviously going to need a lot of work, but um, you know, he, he is the complete antith- antithesis of a uh, one dimensional role player. I mean, this guy d- does everything and, I, I didn't know that he could, you know, you know, be able to drive off the dribble against NBA talent like this. If he's able to carry this on to camp in the Mavericks, uh, you know, debut here in a few months, um, that is going to be a, a very special sight. So, you know, he, he played a very good defensive game in this Warriors game, did a great job, you know, fighting over the top to try to stay with Gui Santos and Lester Kinwanis. So uh, I was very impressed with that. I mean, he just gets after it uh, on all facets of the game. I mean, even rebounding to, Ethan can attest today that, you know, he, he, I mean, despite, you know, being six, eight, I mean, he's, you know, just, you have just as good of a chance with him getting a rebound exactly. as most of the bigs like him. I mean, he, he does a great job boxing out. He's got, you know, really good strength to him. Um, and he just does all the little things. He's a very proactive cutter. Uh, I just can't say enough about him and how much I, uh, yeah, this guy um, has been doing in summer league for the Mavericks and, you know, Jordan Walker uh, in this one, he's a guy that didn't uh, have the best shooting performance, um, but he he bounced back pretty triumphantly yes. in the Pacers game. We'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that more. So, um, you know, it, overall, top to bottom, um, it, it was a great team win. And, you know, lastly, I got to give a shout out to uh, Taze Moore, um, who, you know, got pretty limited playing time throughout the game and just came in, had like two putback dunks played awesome defense, hit a three, um, and carried the Mavericks, you know, helped them in that overtime period um, and, you know, was able to ride it out with them. He's a guy that I, I would look to, to uh, you know, maybe be on the Mavericks, you know, G League squad with the Legends or at least get a, t- a camp invite, um, you know, because he, he has a sort of unorthodox game. Um, he doesn't really have much moves, I guess, if that makes sense, but he's so fast and uh, explosive with that left hand. And he just sort of rises up on dudes. He's a very vertical player. Uh, once he gets within inside, you know, five feet, um, he, he may have just strictly got to the basket off a guy, you know, with speed. The The player could still be fronting him, um, but he he may have bullied his way all the way there. And, and, you know, he'll just go straight up with a layup. Like he he doesn't, you know, overcom- you know overcomplicate things. And, I mean, he he's very athletic. I mean, he, he throws it down when he gets a chance. And, you know, he's only like 6'5", so – you know, the, the way that this guy's been jumping, um, you know, he's obviously with the Legends for a little bit last year. I uh, didn't get to look at him too much. You know, he's a little bit older 
Um, but I mean, he's shooting the ball at a really high rate right now throughout summer league too. Um, you know, he's, he played really well in this Warriors game, helped the Mavericks huge down the stretch. Um, he's another guy that you, you know, for those of you guys out there listening, um, that are, you know, wondering what the back half of the Mavericks roster is going to look like. Um, I, I would definitely, uh, circle his name, uh, you know, Mike Miles Jr., AJ Lawson, Jordan Walker, all these guys have shown throughout summer league. Um, the ability to, you know, at least either be on a two-way contract in which we now have three two-way contracts uh, versus just two uh, since the CBA changed up this season. Shout out to a, some guy on Twitter pointed that out to me. I don't have his username pulled up right now, but if I did, I would give him a shout out. So I'll shout, shout him out. out. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, and, uh, you know, it's obviously a good thing from a developmental perspective to have that now here in the CBA. Um, you know, the Mavericks can bring three of these guys off the summer league team into a two-way spot. And I mean, in AJ Lawson's case, who we'll get into in this Pacers game here in a second, um, this is a guy that could, you know, potentially uh, be, in my opinion, elevated to just a regular standard contract with the Mavericks on their, on their main team. Cause uh, in the, in the way he's playing, but, you know, like I said, uh, Taze Moore, um, he, he's just one of many, uh, you know, defensive oriented, uh, you know, active cutting, um, you know, just savvy, intelligent, team-oriented basketball players that the Mavericks have built together in the Summer League squad. And it's very good to have a conglomerate of players here that, you know, like I said, are are just so defensive-oriented at this age. Like, it's not something that we've had in past Summer League squads. We went 0-5 last year in Summer League. And, you know, we're sitting here uh, poised to finish out 4-1, and probably be, you know, the best team that didn't make the playoffs. So, um it's been it's been a fun ride so far, and I'm very excited for the last game. Um, you know, and it, it sucks that Braxton Key had to depart to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you know, pretty solid uh, three and D role player for this Mavericks team. He's you know in the same vein of of Taze Moore and and Brandon Randolph, who I didn't really even get to. Just you know, very savvy three and D lengthy guys that get after it. You know, at that two to three spot, and you know, are just great three and D role players, good cutters. Stuff like that. I mean, I I think one of those guys was always a wild card to get to, you know, the Mavericks, uh, one of those two way spots. But I'm not tripping too heavily over Braxton Key. I mean, he didn't he didn't have such a great summer league performance that, you know, I'm I was, you know, like extremely mad that he got drawn away. And last year, you probably didn't even know this, Ethan. Uh, but AJ Lawson was on the Mavericks uh summer league team last year. And in the first game versus the Bulls, he had like 30 points, like, was on, on, like, fire from three. He went, like, seven for nine from three or something. And uh, played out the rest of the summer league with the Mavericks. And uh, they didn't even invite him to the training camp or anything. He got picked up by the Timberwolves. Wow. And he started the season with them, played a few games with them. Uh, and then he was on, like, their G League roster. And then he ended up getting picked up by the Mavericks, like, midseason because okay. they liked him so much. And now he's with us. So, oh, yeah, we hope – hopefully he doesn't get uh, – we don't let him slip away twice. So we, yeah, I, uh, we will see because the Mavericks front office, they are, uh, they have an interesting dynamic going on there because they're just, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you know this, Ethan, but on the mainstream mouse podcast, the, the Mavericks front office is like, they're, they're like the villains essentially. They just do everything. Oh, I've heard that most definitely. Yeah. I've heard they are. They, they do everything that we don't want them to they do. They are the ops in this scenario. Yeah. Um, but no, in all seriousness. I think Nico Harrison has done a great job crafting this team this summer. 
Um, but obviously, hopefully more moves remain to be. But, you know, I, I'll get to some of that at the end of the podcast, a little bit of current event updating and news and stuff like that. But there really just has not been a whole lot of stuff come out over the few last few days. And we have a lot of summer league stuff to cover. So um, I'll, I'll catch back up with that little housekeeping at the end of the podcast. But, you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and tr- transition into this Warriors game, Ethan. I mean, uh, Pacers game, rather. Pacers game. I've screwed this up. Plenty of times today, but okay. they have the same color, so it's kind of you just get it mixed up in your heads. Yeah, but you know, it, from you know, a, a podcast I was going on a year now. This is malpractice on my part, oh, so no, I apologize. Ethan's running the the table on me right now. He might, he might, Ethan might screw around and uh and take my spot. He might get a two way contract. Yeah, you never know. I can get my knowledge up in about a week or so. Just give me some time. You know, I'll be showing up here a little. Bit he, he he just might. As a matter of fact, Ethan, to kickstart your knowledge off here, Mavericks versus Pacers today, Ethan. Obviously, uh, you know, from top to bottom, the Mavericks dominated, dominated. pretty heavily in this one. Um, really, you know, took away the game in the second half. Um, just uh, from your perspective, Ethan, um, you know, having never been to a summer league game before, uh, you know, seeing the venue and everything, uh, w- what was the first thing that stuck out to you? about this Maverick Summer League team? Uh, one thing that did stay, stick out to me this summer, uh, I guess, during this game, would definitely be the communication. I will have to say that I, uh, especially from Derek Lively, from the jump, this man was talking off the ball, um, you know, getting players in their, in their rotation and things like that, making sure people are cutting. Um, and also, one player that I do want to talk about that I think was a very good team leader today was definitely Jordan Walker. Um, you know, Finished off with 21 points. He was definitely a nuisance on the on the court offensively. And that's obviously not discrediting his defensive ability. Being 5'11, you know, in a game where we're playing six, seven guards, um, he definitely did hold his ground. And he's very fast. He tries his hardest. Yeah, and yeah. definitely does try his hardest. And he he's got a strap for sure. And um, there was one three he made at the end over um, what's his name? Jarris Walker. Jarris Walker. That's who it was. Yeah. And that, that sealed the deal right there. That was, yeah. that was top insane. top uh top eight pick right there. And yeah. yeah, he had a, he hit him with a jab step, and he went flying back and just drained it. I mean, he had an awesome performance. Definitely in this one. has a ball on the rope, and someone uh, if you are five eleven or under, definitely someone you want to mimic your game over for sure. No, definitely, most definitely. Uh, but yeah, like like Ethan said, uh, Derek Lively was just doing a great job communicating, uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, he was calling out the the um the word ice for the Mavericks pick and roll coverage. I essentially just kind of yeah. means for him to sift back into drop coverage and for the guy to fight over the top of the screen. Uh, I don't know what the word is when they switch. Um, I mean, but I, I do know. Yeah. You typically either switch or something else, but I, I don't know what the Mavericks use, but they got yeah, they, they were, um, they, you know, did a really good job from that perspective. And the Mavericks in this one did not allow really like any, you know, paint leakage or anything like that. It was a very perimeter oriented game. No for the Pacers, yeah, no. I mean, it was one of the best defensive games I've seen in the summer league, uh, you know, from from any team. And I know the Pacers ended up finishing with 91, but I feel like a lot of those we can attribute to, like, garbage time buckets oh, and uh, guys getting hot when the Mavericks had put in, like, their reserves yeah. and stuff like that. The, the Pacers, you know, they kind of ran up the score in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, I mean, from top to bottom, uh, this was probably, like, the Mavericks' most impressive uh, defensive performance in summer league. Who stuck out to you, Ethan? Uh, on defense in this game for the Mavericks? Who stuck out to me? 
if I'm not mistaken. Let's... You can describe the person and I can tell you who it is if you. Oh, uh, well, I mean, obviously I'm going to have to go like just generally uh, Derek Lively. I mean, just such a lengthy, lengthy player. Um, how many blocks did he have? He, he only had one in this one, but he affected a lot more I mean, shots. I mean, for me personally, what I was saying, he definitely had a lot more blocks. Yeah. But, you know, one is one is enough. One is enough at this moment. Yeah. No, most definitely. Um, I, I think a guy that stuck out to me defensively um, was definitely A.J. Lawson and uh, his his switchability. Um, this is a guy, you know, at that point of attack, uh, defensive threshold for the Mavericks. Very um, fast. Yes, lateral. very, very quick laterally, has great length. I mean, he's added a lot of strength since he came into the league. Throughout the summer league, he's been able to guard up a little even. He's been guarding like threes and fours. He guarded Jarvis Walker, I thought, even pretty good today at times. He's a big body. Yeah, Jarvis Walker. Where, yeah. We're not going to talk about how much he's nah. took the bed today. Yeah, he had a, he had a rough one today. Yeah. Um, But, no, needless to say, I mean, he, he really got after it. I mean, something that's really intriguing to me is – just his ball denial, you know, anytime that they're running a, you know, dribble handoff or, um, you know, there's, you know, a curl off action or something like that, or they're just running a flare at the top of the key with two guards. Uh, AJ just like sticks to his guy. I mean, he just, you know, even if he can't necessarily see him, if he's, yeah. you know, blinded trying to chase, he keeps his hands up. And I mean, he had uh, two steals in this one, but I mean, he almost got to uh, quite a bit more. And I mean, he he's just, yeah. He gets his hands in every play, and then he's, you know, constant. He Like, this guy does not run out of energy. I mean, he's just sprinting down the court on offense, getting transition buckets all the time, and he's a great, great rotator on defense, like you just said. Definitely. Yeah. You know, the Pacers, they obviously, um, especially today, they set a lot of head screens, you know, all over the court. Um, and, you know, he was able to rotate and call out and communicate. So, he did very good with that. Yeah, the, the Pacers um, were, were trying to set a lot of – head screens to um to get a lot of their shooters open in this one right they they uh you know one of their main guys they were trying to kind of trying to showcase here today in ben shepherd um you know a guy that had a pretty rough shooting game but ended up finishing with 19 for them he sort of spearheaded the attack for him um he did end up you know finishing uh with 19 but uh the mavericks pestered him heavily in that first half and they made none of his buckets easy he made some tough threes today um you know anytime he was you know, running off staggers, you know, or pin downs or anything like that. Um, it just seemed like, you know, whether it was Brandon Randolph, uh, AJ Lawson, um, or Taze Moore, there was just a hand in his face. And, uh, you know, he, you know, he, he had some rough misses to start the game until he was really able to get, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, that, that, that was, you know, great from the Mavericks perspective. So, I mean, just from the wing spot, top to bottom, I mean, the Mavericks, you know, did great, but especially AJ Lawson, um, you know, not just from the defensive perspective, but obviously the offensive perspective in this one was the first summer league game where he really opened up things. Um, you know, yeah. he, he got out in transition. I mean, he just sprints down the court as fast as he can, just gets involved in any way he can. Had a few uh, putback attempts, um, just great at cutting. I mean, there were multiple times in this game, whether it be late shot clock or, um, you know, just a sort of lost possession probably not even like designated plays that were designed uh, where he was just very savvy and, and would get in between the defense and, um, you know, be right there, uh, you know, for a little dump off pass for a dunk or something like that. And, you know, for him to be able to do stuff like that. Uh, and also, you know, in this one, he hit two for two on his threes. One of them like had a crazy bounce that went in. Um, 
you know, that's or two for three rather. Um, that that just shows you the sort of dynamism this guy could add as a role player for the Mavericks if he is able to pan out. Now, obviously, you know, um, if that strength translates to the NBA level, um, and if you know some of the you know sort of herky jerkiness of his game and you know the franticness of it uh, when he is trying to attack downhill that he has sometimes, if that can get eliminated, that would be even better. Um, but the way he's playing right now, it doesn't seem like that's going to be a problem. Ethan, um, you know, speaking of which. Uh, what did you think of uh, that play to end the half there? Um, you know, break it down for us real quick, exactly what happened um, for, for A.J. Lawson on that last play. For A.J. Lawson? Yeah, that play before the half ended where he got the dunk. Oh, dude, that was insane, bro. I, I barely even remember it because we were going so crazy. Yeah, but if you, you remember, um, do you remember? So I can't remember exactly That's what crazy. happened, but yeah, there was a like, – they inbounded the ball. or I can't remember if it was a Pacers missed shot. Was it a steal? No, so it, it it ended up being a steal, but the yeah. Mavericks ended up getting. I uh, let me pull up the play by play because it was a it was a situation that there was a lot of havoc, and you know I'm pretty sure the Mavericks ended up coming away with a loose ball, and then you know he was able to cut off of that. But let me confirm exactly. Oh, so yeah, Taze Moore. Okay, so Isaiah Wong yeah, got so the rebound. He got the he got the rebound off of Jordan Walker's missed shot, and Taze Moore gets the steal. Uh, in the uh. In the backcourt, he gets the steal. Um, you know, I mean, that just shows, like, the, Ethan can attest to this, that these Mavericks wing defenders on the summer league roster are picking guys up 94 feet. Yeah. Like, all the time. Like, nonstop, just going after yeah, it between Taysmore, sure. Brandon Randolph, and, and uh, you know, he he gets that steal right there. Um, and then he, you know, cuts to the rim and then stop. gives it a, you know, nice little dump off pass to A.J. Lawson who just yaks it. And, I mean, I it just shows the activity. Um, and it, it was a, a great play, but I mean, what exactly what I'm trying to, you know, kind of showcase, uh, from this play exactly is, you know, that AJ Lawson is, you know, he, he's doing things that are instinctual. You know, a lot of these problems that the Mavericks have had with these one dimensional role players, you know, like Reggie Bullock, who, you know, is a strict three and D guy, right. It, is that, you know, they can't, you know, do, uh, just, basketball things that you would expect from an NBA player. Now that, that, that sounds, that sounds kind of harsh uh, at face it value. Is true. Is true. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, at the end of the day, you need guys that yes, well, they, their main role is, you know, to be a three and D player. They still have to be able to open up the game more. Um, so, you know, so they won't be a complete black hole, especially, you know, you can have one dimensional guys on your roster because you need specialists, but um, you know, in, in the modern NBA, uh, the, the label of, you know, being a specialist and all that sort of stuff, it just isn't applicable uh, in, in terms of that being one of your, you know, highest paid guys. Maybe a couple of years ago um, it, it was, but I mean, now that we are starting to see this shift in terms of how NBA teams are constructed, you know, if you're handing out money to, you know, say uh, a rebounding or a rim protecting only big like Rudy Gobert. Right. Exactly. And, but, you know, he becomes a complete black hole on offense in the playoffs and, you know, does all these other things. You know, that that can only get you so far. You may be good in the regular season, uh, but it may not be able to translate, you know, everywhere. So the, the more the merrier, you know, I, and that's not to say that the Mavericks can't have specialists on their teams and, and stuff like that or guys that can, you know, only predominantly, you know, do certain things. And obviously this is all summer league. So yeah. we'll see a lot of these guys, you know, probably not open up their games near as much when they get to the actual NBA. But uh, to see the, the, you know, a guy like A.J. Lawson, 
um, you know, who's in the Mavericks developmental system, not even one of their draft picks, an undrafted guy, uh, to have this well-rounded of a game, you know, after adding strength after college uh, is really special. And I mean, if he continues to add strength, uh, I think this guy could definitely be a role player in the NBA. I agree. Yeah, no, for sure. He's definitely good enough. Very complete all around. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely going to – it could all come together for him if he can, you know, just tighten up the dribble a little bit. And that – yeah. And uh, so, I mean, from – even if he, you know, is not able to, you know, attack off the dribble day one, you know, he obviously doesn't really have an in-between game right now um, and relies heavily, you know, strictly on his speed um, and and kind of just his blow-by ability to get to the rim. I mean, he's still a really great cutter. And I mean, you have enough guys and, you know, Luca and Kyrie being able to open up that stuff from the playmaking and shot creation Definitely standpoint to where, yeah, to where, you know, he'll have more space to operate if, if he does get out there. And, you know, while the defense will be better, um, I, I still, am, you know, this summer league has been very promising because even while the offense for him, uh, you know, you haven't watched the first three games, Ethan, but he, he did not have this good of an offensive game in the first three games. Um it wasn't like bad or anything, but the shot, the shot just wasn't hitting for him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in this one, he, uh, you know, throughout the course of summer league, uh, he hasn't let his shot plague him or affect him. And, you know, when he was getting kind of run for the Mavericks in the regular season, you know, when the defense would start to go a little bit, we saw, um, his, his offense kind of go along with that. Um, that, that has not been the case. He's still been great defensively throughout all of summer league, you know, even though this, you know, he, he kind of had to wait till you know this fourth game for his offense to really come yeah, into very fruition. Consistent player and very, uh, um, very enthusiastic on the court as well. Yeah. He wanted to be there today. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, he, uh, you know, he really opened up things for the Mavericks. Really, um, was the uh, the glue piece that was able to kind of, um, you know, really bury the Warriors' momentum. Like I, I feel like when he made that three to end the third quarter. Uh, I mean, not the Warriors, but the Pacers, rather. Pacers. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, once he made that three to end the fourth quarter, um, that the third quarter, rather, that that almost like sealed the game for me, in my opinion. That's that's when the the momentum had you know completely gone out the window. Yeah. And that was I mean, a, the lowest deficit that uh, Pacers were in was probably like other, rather than the start of the game. You know, I think it was about like nine points, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they they were kind of so, sticking around a little bit, even though uh, the, the Mavericks, you know, just hadn't fully tapped into, um, you know, that, that offensive, um, you know, Cinderella performance that we'd been waiting for all of summer league, but they, they finally did today. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Um, and, uh, Jordan Walker, um, you know, you know, (laughs) Ethan rather, um, this guy, you know, throughout the course of the game, um, you know, despite only getting really like 18, 19 minutes, you know, had 21, um, was, you know, through all three facets, you know, of offense, uh, whether it was getting to the rim, you know, operating in the mid range uh, or beyond the arc, um, he, he just constantly uh, stayed poised and connected. It it seems so frantic with him playing out there because of how fast he's going. I, I don't know how he's able to, like, keep a stable dribble sometimes. He's just so smooth. Yeah. But, I mean, he, you know, absolutely put the Indiana play- Pacers in a blender today. You know, the, this guy is comparable – so like a lot of the you know smaller Mavericks guards have passed like Jonathan Gibson, uh, Yogi Ferrell. Uh, shout out to all those guys. Like I see a lot of this in Jordan Walker. He's a guy that I think we should look at you know at a G League or a two way spot because I mean he he's really earning it at this stage in summer league. He's a guy that wasn't even playing the cu- first couple games. He was buried as like the forward guard 
fourth guard on the bench, fourth or third guard. And uh, no, yeah, he and he he looked um, almost like the best player on the team tonight yeah. at times. Uh, Ethan, uh, just speak to this, you know, because I think we can get an interesting sort of you know anecdote and perspective from you. Uh, um, you know, having played basketball yeah. at, a, at a decent level, um, talk about a guy, you know, at the ability, you know, at his height, the fact that he's doing this uh, in NBA Summer League uh, to to our audiences at home, of course, try to try to just tell them how impressive that is. So, so that I don't understand. you know, I want to start off by saying, you know, there are levels to this. You know, obviously we have high school hooping, which is, you know, for those casual hoopers and we got college um, and then. We're obviously going to get to this man right here who just has the ball on the string at all times, you know. Um, you know, me, me being 5'11", or, you know, the shorter guys that have to play point guard, obviously your ball handling and your shot creating have to be there. But to get to this level and to be in the summer league at his height and to have the skills that he has, um, you know, I'll say, you know, I, I think he deserves a two-way for some reason. Yeah. Uh, that man, is he's nice. He's yeah. very nice. And, you know, the way he was able to facilitate the ball today and just show out and make sure that, you know, everybody on that court knew that he was a team leader today. Yeah. And they wanted to follow in his footsteps in terms of, you know, how hype he was getting, how enthusiastic he was on the court. You know, he was talking his game from time to time. um, But nonetheless, he showed out today for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think what impressed me most, honestly, was late in the third and the fourth quarter, he started getting trapped by the Pacers. And, you know, at 5'11", that's, like, not easy when you're getting trapped by, like, six, yeah, seven, you know, lanky defenders. Yeah. And he was getting the ball out quick yeah. and, uh, you know, opening up baskets for the Mavericks to get easy twos that, you know, tase for tase more and, like, A.J. Lawson on, like, you know, easy backdoor cuts, stuff like that. Um, they were able to just swing the ball around the perimeter until they find an open man because how fast he was able to get the ball out. Um, you know, that – he had a lot of hockey assists. Um, and, and he was just a really – you know, he's just so good at uh, setting up – uh, bigs in the pick and roll. I mean, he uh, he has this sort of innate ability once his you know he gets going, and he does kind of rely heavily on him get, getting going. You can definitely tell that he's he's a you know a hot type of player because you know when uh because you know if his shot wasn't falling, then you know he would have probably there's had. A lot he can do there's not the yeah there's yeah there's not just because strictly because of his height. Exactly. Um, but I mean he he just had some you know obscenely tough finishes today. Um, and you know he. As small as he is, he obviously doesn't have an opportunity to be able to go in there and uh, try and finish amongst the trees every time because, you know, he's probably going to get blocked. Um, so it's, it's just not as, you know, applicable to, you know, go straight in when he can pull it for a mid-range jump shot and stuff like that. So, I mean, for him to be so dialed in uh, within that in-between game and from outside, you know, when defenders are going unders on screens and yeah. just have such a quick trigger, um, you know, when he realizes that they're trying to play him back, um, is uh, is definitely a credit to him. And uh, in the few times that he was able to get a switch and get a, a big on him, uh, most he he, yeah, he was able to take advantage and get to the rack. I mean, he got blocked like once, but uh, he's he's very savvy for his height. Obviously, there's there's a lot of problems defensively, just given the length and stuff like that and the height. You know, he just can't really do much about it. He's also not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, doesn't have – you know, he definitely probably could hit the weight room a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's – you know, extremely fast and tries really hard. And he, I mean, I'm pretty sure he doesn't say he has any steals here, um, but it, it definitely, or maybe he did. Cause this is like, I think this is only the hat. Uh, this is only the second quarter. And, was know, like, for him being so speedy on the court. Um, he did have two steals. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I knew he had really steals. What surprised me is how patient he was with the ball as well. You know, 
like you said, he's getting trapped, but yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing with that ball at all times. Yeah, he it's is very good, very good on his part. Yeah, he has very good pacing with the basketball. And this is a guy that you know, he, he you know, he's not he he'll snake a pick and roll to get to you know that opposite nail to to try and hit a mid range jump shot. I mean, you know, but at a you know slower pace the whole time, sort of trying to lull the defender by. I mean, he has a very very deep offensive bag. You know, the the question for him is, you know, is the height just going to be uh, too much of a disadvantage for him to, you know, stick in the NBA? Um, but through a few games here in, in summer league, um, the shooting has been efficient uh, for him to, to at least see a spot on some roster, even if not the Mavericks. Uh, I think that was really my only question. You know, the Mavericks, you probably don't know this, but they also have another 5'11 doing the summer league roster who's out for the rest of the um, year. McKinley, McKinley, right. And uh, he's, Actually, uh, he, he's kind of like the opposite of Jordan Walker in a, in a funny sort of way um, in terms of how they play because um, even though McKinley Wright's like 5'11", he actually has like a huge wingspan for his height. Yeah. And he weighs he weighs 205, like all muscle. Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So he, he's a he's like a bigger dude. So he can actually hold his own against like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, okay, guys. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. So he's actually like more of a defensive point guard. I mean, obviously, yeah, he – he definitely gets like screwed like once you know guys are like past six five, yeah, but I mean, he's he, at yeah point. at some point. But he you know he, he can, can he can he can withstand his own. And but you know his his big thing uh, with McKinley Wright is what's what's limited limited him from becoming a role player on an NBA team is you know his lack of a consistent jump shot. You know he he can he's an okay spot up shooter, but you know he's not a guy that's just gonna come and fire off or shoot a step back. You know, he'll, he'll like hesitate at the top of the key if he gets open space yeah, and decide if he wants to shoot it. And, you know, it, it's funny seeing the dichotomy between these two players because, you know, you have a guy, McKinley Wright, that, you know, despite, you know, the one thing that you like almost need at all times as a, you know, extremely small point guard as a jump shot, he doesn't really even have one. Um, but, you know, he, he's able to just stick because of his, his in-between game with his floater and uh, and his defense. And then, you got a guy like Jordan Walker who, you know, may not necessarily be there defensively because of the size, but just goes off the rail scoring wise. Crazy. J- I mean, Ethan, rather, if you had to pick one of these guys to take into training camp, the Mavericks are only limited to taking into one of these guards. You know, they do have a lot of guards on their team right now. They got Kyrie, yeah. obviously Seth, possibly Tim Hardaway Jr. If he doesn't get traded, there's a huge lot, you know, I mean, I can go on and on, obviously, uh, you know, even Luca's considered a guard like, there is a huge logjam of guards on this Mavericks roster. Do you think that uh, both of these guys are going to end up on two-way contracts between uh, McKinley Wright and and uh, Jordan Walker? Especially, you know, considering you know Mike Miles as well. Or do you think, uh, you know, if you had to pick, yeah, you know, especially given McKinley Wright was on the two-way last year, that the Mavericks might might opt for a a new sort of taste with the smaller point guard. Okay, yeah, most definitely. That's a good question. And personally, I'm definitely going to have to go with. Um, uh, Walker, in my opinion, and that's just personally because, you know, being so small when you're going up against the trees, you know, obviously in the NBA, it's a whole different world. Like, you're going to go up against guys that are blocking your shot 24-7, and for um, him to not have, like you said, such a consistent jump shot is obviously going to be a problem yeah. in the NBA, and, you know, you got a guy like Walker that can just go off for 21 yeah. out of nowhere, being able to shoot the rock over people who are six seven and oh yeah. and getting a good jump shot and creating his own jump shot and being able to facilitate the rock as well um you know i would go for someone like that personally you know if they need if they need new eyes yeah and i would definitely go for him yeah and i would agree because i think at the end of the day right 
like while McKen- McKinley Wright is definitely better defensively, you know, you you can only be so good defensively exactly. at five eleven. Yeah, at five eleven, yeah. you just have your it's just, and, just the cutoff. Yeah, right? I, I just don't think Jordan Walker's like so far behind him just because yeah. of how fast he is and you know how how good he is at picking passing lanes and, and stuff he like that. Gain weight. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing so, wrong. You know, he's gonna improve on. He's gonna improve yeah. physically. And now all that he has to do is learn yeah. how to, uh, you know, get that IQ in terms of – No, exactly. And and uh, just from a – you know, in terms of, like, a potential perspective, like, um, you know, McKinley Wright, I think is, like, about to be, like, 25. He's, like, 24, 25. I mean, Jordan Walker, yeah, he played, like, all four years in college. But, I mean, he's slightly younger. He's, like, 22, 23. So, you know, it might be a smarter bet to to look at, you know, some brings, you know, uh, a slightly younger guy. Exactly. Uh, just bring some new blood in because, you know, if – I. I you know, I'm not the Mavericks GM, and I will vouch for all the short guys out there because me and Ethan are both like five eleven. Exactly. Um, but if I was, you know, even though it is literally just a two way spot, I don't think I, you know, if I have three two ways, I don't think I'd give them to two five eleven dudes. No, I think I'd have to pick. You'd have, you'd to, have pick to pick one. one. Yeah, and that's yeah. The hard part about it, but yeah, you know, obviously we're gonna go ahead and agree that Walker should definitely be that guy. Um, no, yeah, he's he's definitely huge. Hugely impressed. And I mean, like, like from the facilitating standpoint, like Ethan talked about, um, like, you know, when he was drawing those double teams, I mean, just the ability to get the ball out quick um, and, you know, in the pick and roll when he is getting trapped, um, just hit the roll man, um, you know, prematurely if he needs to, you know, I, I'd rather him do that at his yeah. height than, you know, get derailed when he gets inside the paint and there's too many people around to pass. He just has, you know, very good awareness and, and the ability to sort of see things, you know, before they happen on, on the court uh, for a guy that size. And, I mean, he played amazing today, uh, you know, and from a shooting perspective, uh, you know, really carried the load throughout the, you know, a lot of the game for the Mavericks in this one. And, um, you know, another guy that I thought played great from a guard perspective um, was was Mike Miles Jr. Now, he didn't he didn't play as much as Jordan. Um, and, you know, he, he wasn't necessarily opening it up from, you know, the three-point line to the same degree what that he was. And he'll, he'll definitely – Still need to to work on that a little bit, but you know what did what did you think of his ability to attack? I talked even a little bit about it in the uh, you know when we're back talking about the Warriors game and just yeah, some of the definitely. you know finishes this guy had. Yeah, no, his finishes were insane today. He was going reverse off the left side, right here. No, it was just absurd. I honestly enjoyed. I want. I enjoy watching his game because you know for him to be you know how tall is he? He's six two. Yeah, he's not, I mean, he's not terribly big yeah. for him to be finishing up against people like that yeah. and effectively and consistently and even drawing those fouls yeah. when he's not making the shot and getting to the free throw line. Yeah. You know, that's some that's someone that you need on your team. No, I mean, he was attacking, uh, you know, Oscar Shibway and Jarvis, Rock, Jarvis Walker, you know, these long, rangy, like 6'8", 250 dudes, you know, off the dribble uh, just with no fear. And, you know, his, his game is uh, – he's a little bit bulkier. His game is – a little bit more predicated on contact and stuff like that. Well, but he, yeah. He gets to the rim when he yeah. wants to. But, I mean, he's just very good at contorting his body midair. Like, there are a lot – like, every time, like, he goes up with it against one of those guys, I'm like, oh, I think he's going to get blocked. And somehow and he just gets a layup off yeah. and, it, like, just rolls in. Like, I mean, that he that's – He his body midair, making sure that, you know, he's blocking defender at all times. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I would definitely be interested in – and adding him on a two-way to the Mavericks, I mean, he's he's definitely grown his stock up here, um, in uh in Las Vegas. He's he's been playing really good, and I mean, he's from a defensive perspective, um, you know, there, you know, he is a little slower-footed, like Ethan said, um, so you know, laterally, 
you know, some quicker point guards definitely can get by him at times, but uh, he, he is very stocky and, yeah. you know, he, he's able to guard up a little bit because of that. He's able to use his strength pretty well in defense. So I'd say, you know, he's a slightly above average defender. Um, I, I really like the offensive game though. And I mean, he, he really hasn't even tapped into his abilities as a facilitator yet. And I think that'll definitely be part of his continued development. And that's, you know, part of the reason that he didn't get drafted, you yeah. know, just cause he's, you know, when you're that height, you definitely need to open up from a playmaking perspective as well. So, you know, he, he does have kind of tunnel vision when he gets to, you know, he attacks downhill and sometimes he has some sort of wonky misses at the rim because of that. But yeah. uh, when he's able to sort of just sit back and see the court, a little bit better, uh, you know, in the same sort of vein that Jaden Hardy is kind of attempting to do right now. And, you know, he's done a pretty good job uh, developing upon, you know, throughout summer league, even though he's kind of struggled scoring the ball. Uh, I think Mike Miles Jr. Uh, could be pretty good for the Mavericks. He's but on, he's on a pace too. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he could at least. Player in general. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, he, he could definitely at least, you know, get a training camp invite or a two-way contract or, or something like that. So, I mean, you know, as we continue to like sift through all these guys, I mean, you know, I it's just crazy to me that the Mavericks actually have like this, you know, this many guys hit on their summer league roster, you know, not just the starters, but, you know, there's guys off the bench like Jordan Walker that, you know, we're talking about, you know, carrying the load throughout a large portion of the game. Um, it's definitely uh, a sight for sore eyes given the past summer league games. Uh, Ethan, what did you think of how uh, Derek Lively uh, played today in the, in the Pacers game, you know, he, uh, I would definitely say was a, there was a lot of ups and downs. I, I thought yeah, it was a very yeah. like average game for him, yeah. but the, the highs were high and the lows were kind of no, low. Yeah. You said that perfectly. And, you know, he was a very enthusiastic player today and he, he was trying to be talkative on the court. Um, but one thing that was very lackluster was definitely his boxing out skills today. Um, you know, he was more under the rim, if anything, and trying to box out of, he, I mean, yeah, he's out, out of position at all times. Yeah. And, you know, there were some points where, you know, he was in, he was in a position, but most times, you know, he was just out of place. And, you know, that's when the um, the big is able to get the board over him and just finish easily over the top of them. Yeah, we're talking about a guy in Oscar Sheboy on the other side who's like, I mean, yeah, he's he's very stocky, but he's only like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, yeah. You know, when, when Derek Lively is able to, to get a base and is actually going to be able to, you know, be a, a really good rebounder and, you know, he's able to body guys from a rear protection standpoint and not – you know, over foul because he's yeah. having to try to compensate with his length and athleticism. Um, what what kind of player could the Mavericks be looking at? Um, because, I mean, I feel like this guy, you know, if, if he's able to just, you know, work on the little things yeah, exactly. and uh, the fundamentals, he could be very good. No, I, I completely agree. And if he's able to use his body a little bit more instead of, you know, relying on such athleticism, mm -hmm. you know, he had a couple goal tends today, but you could see that he's like, getting yeah, out there. Yeah. He's getting really, really good at shot blocking. Um, you know, some are a bit questionable, but you know, if he's able to use his body a lot more and able to box out and get get right where he needs to be, then he won't have to rely so much on his athletic ability to you know become a great player. Yeah, no, exactly. I would definitely tend to agree with you. And uh, for Omax in this one, um, you know, I mean, this was uh, the the Omax show in this one. Uh, he he definitely, you know, despite you know other Mavericks, obviously, you know, playing a little bit more and. I may gave the, the the MVP of the game to AJ Lawson because he just had such a good shooting game and you know for on all levels was just affecting the game. But I mean Omax is definitely a close second. I mean, when you're matched up with a guy like Jarius Walker, who's a top eight pick, uh is essentially like um I, I guess Jarius Walker, if we're like comparing guys here, 
it on paper is like the better version of Omax, essentially. Yeah, no, yeah, I would have to agree with yeah. that. Yeah, and like, I mean, you know, he he's like Jarvis Walker is like the Draymond he's Green huge. starter kit yeah. with a jump shot, and exactly. uh, you know, the uh, the potential to you know at least be a decent on offense one day. I'm not saying that Draymond's, you know, playmaking ability and all that's like I'm 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 just talking like from a scoring perspective strictly. Exactly, yeah. uh, like this guy, you know, and he still does have, you know, insane potential, but he had a pretty rough game today. And, you know, that's in no small part uh due to Omax and his ability to front him. I mean, some of the best defense that, you know, I, I've seen like on a guy like that where, you know, a guy like Omax was, you know, he took he got took at the end of the first round. And, um, you know, just I just think that's a very interesting dichotomy there. And uh, the fact that he was able to, you know, keep Jarris fronted at all times. You know, Jarris is a little bigger than him, but he did not back down from a strength perspective. He didn't let him body him at all. He forced him into a lot of tough, like contested mid-range yeah. jump shots, the worst shots in basketball. Omax is definitely uh, preventing him from getting to his spots for sure. And that's what caused the, you know Jarris to miss all of his shots. No, yeah, and I mean, I thought the Mavericks as a whole had a really good concerted effort and game plan on him. Yeah, they they did, they worked really good defensively on him, and you know, on the other side, uh, Omax was you know always cutting, uh, you know, and they and were it, uh, they were playing really far back on Jarvis once they realized that he was you know very very cold. That's true, game. and so which allowed you know uh, more. I think more he ended up ma- making like one three, but I mean, the game plan matters. ended up working. Yeah, like that was a good call by uh, summer league coach Jared Dudley. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you knew, Ethan, um, so it's um, during the game, Jared Dudley actually got mic'd up by ESPN, yeah. and they were making him do, like, the interview, like, as he was coaching, like, if you've ever seen, like, those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we uh, – I don't know. I didn't actually see it during the game. Like, realize that. But, yeah, that's uh, some good multitasking because um, – but it's also, I think, dumb from ESPN's perspective because – That just doesn't Yeah, make it sense. just doesn't make you – know, it doesn't make sense, but – Probably a halftime would make yeah. sense, but – Apparently everybody on Twitter is saying he did a good job doing both though. So props to him. Props to him because I, I probably couldn't. Oh yeah, I definitely could. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, much less, you know. Too busy screaming at the players. Yeah, I know, exactly. Now me and Ethan in all in all seriousness were were very cordial and uh and forthcoming to to everybody we came across at Summer League. If any of you guys uh, are at Summer League and are listening to the podcast, please make sure to come say hi to us. We'll be here for two more days. We'll be there all day and please come say hi. We're there's a there's a customization uh NBA. Uh, sort of station there where you can uh get an image printed on a t-shirt there there is a possibility of mainstream mavs t-shirts coming out tomorrow you don't know now that, mavs merch that's what i was thinking because we had the uh the t-shirt stand there we could at least get yeah, we could at least get, get a couple two, a couple and then maybe maybe one extra to give away to a, a lucky yeah, listener. yeah a lucky yeah listener. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mainstream mavs podcast yeah, what else fair. could you want what else could you want? nothing nothing more uh nothing less no but that yeah. sounds sick we most definitely should get uh no yeah and it, back home yeah but no like i said like we'll be in between the i know the mavs don't play tomorrow but they play sunday but we'll be there both days we'll be in between the cox pavilion and the thomas and max yes so uh come say hi to us we will be more than glad to chat it up with you guys have a good conversation watch some hoops it's a it's a fun vibe out here i've enjoyed really my time is. in in las vegas watching this uh this mavericks team so far um you, you know other guys in this game uh, Taze Moore, he didn't, you know, have as immediate of an impact uh, in this game as he did on the Warriors game, but you know, he he still filled his role really good. Um, now he has he had some, in, you know, that's what I'm saying. Um, he's only six five, and you know, he he just plays with so much effort. But yeah, he was just a menace defensively, and uh, was you know doing a great job cutting, picking apart, 
um, you know, the defense attacking off closeouts and, you know, it's getting into the painted area. Um, he, he just does a lot of everything, man. And that's, that's really the epitome of this, uh, this Maverick summer league team, man. They, they're just so, <clears throat> you know, interconnected on defense and, um, you know, they, they're, they are always doing all the little things. And I mean, that's something this, you know, Mavericks regular season team can definitely take a page from because uh, they, they sorely need some of the principles that are being instilled uh, at this level right now. Um, so, you know, other stuff from the game, uh, just from like a general game perspective, you know, given, you know, that we went to this one, um, it, it was a pretty, um, you know, decent affair at the start. Uh, the Mavericks seemed in control of the game uh, throughout, even though the Pacers, you know, were able to, you know, kind of stick there with that lead. Yeah. Obviously, Jarris Walker um, had a very, very terrible shooting performance, one for 10 from three, six for 21 from the field. You know, in no small part due to the Mavericks point of attack defense on him. Uh, you know, the Mavericks did have a little bit of trouble with, uh, you know, Kendall Brown. Um, he, he's, you know, in the same kind of vein, like we talked about that, some of the Mavericks players. I mean, just a really great cutter. He got a few like really high flying dunks where like uh, his head was almost at the rim. Like, yeah, uh, he's he's a definitely a promising, you know, sort of prospect for him. Uh, he 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 kind of hurt them a little bit. And then Ben Shepard with his shooting in the second half. But like I said, a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that was in garbage time, though. And, uh, I mean, barring that, the Mavericks did, like, a very good job uh, patching up, you know, a lot of a lot of holes in this one. I mean, there just weren't many slippages or, you know, mishaps in terms of the rotations. Uh, they they did really good. And, I mean, the shots were falling in. And, uh, you know, I, I know the Mavericks were one of the slowest-paced teams in the league last year uh, until after the All-Star break. Uh, needless to say, the Mavericks Summer League team, uh, if they did a rating for all the summer league teams would not be one of the slower pace teams. I mean, well, like end to end, you know, after any loose ball, they're, they're getting after it. And that's, you know, exactly like, you know, what you like to see. And uh, you know, the, I was really impressed with how the Mavericks were able to just, you know, walk away with the game, um, you know, defeat the morale of the Pacers um, in this one, because um, you know, they, they, they kept, you know, biting at the edge, trying to make it a game with some of those yeah. shots that they were making. And it was uh, mainly, yeah mainly because those secondary players were coming in, you know, uh, very frantic and just, I, I I don't know. They were just nervous today, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the Mavericks did uh, a really good job of, uh, you know, withstanding the tide. They were able, um, you know, to, to just stay in tune with their defensive prim principles. Uh, you know, Jared Dudley, you know, he ran most of the starters out for most of the fourth quarter there um, in the way that, you know, Mike miles and, uh, Jordan Walker, we're, we're setting up things for at the point of attack for the Mavericks, uh, you know, especially with the, you know, lob threat that Derek Lively is, even though he definitely needs to work on setting actually solid screens. Yeah, he was he just, just slipping, slipping. Yeah, he slips slipping. every time. Yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe that's, you know, the play that they're calling. But, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, if he's going to be able to. It, it's, it's not all the time. He does it like every possession. Yeah, it's like every yeah. possession. Is the thing. But luckily, Ethan, um, you may not know this. But Derek Lively, the, the Mavericks accident actually have brought uh, Tyson Chandler back to like work with him like one on one. Yeah, I yeah. See that. So that'll be big for him because he essentially does everything uh, that Derek Lively needs to get good at uh, in terms of that's so being, true. Yeah, that's so true. Like in terms of uh, Tyson you know Chandler's actually being able to harness your size as a big, and that's exactly. the next step with Derek Lively. And I mean, Tyson even admitted like you know Derek's like taller even than Tyson was. I mean, he's around the same height, but I mean, you know, he's he's seven one man. Uh, with incredible length, he said, you know, 
given the modern NBA, if this guy like develops a three, like he could be better than me. Yeah. And that's big time coming out of a, you know, a guy that's literally won a championship here, but has that exactly. sort of pedigree, you know, to say to a young player like that. So, you know, a lot of promise, uh, you know, uh, like, like we talked about with, with Omax and, you know, his game today and his ability to operate off the dribble, um, you know, if he's able to do it at this sort of clip, you know, against NBA players, you know, obviously I don't expect this right off the jump, but I mean, you know, this is a guy that could, you know, easily clock 15 to 20 minutes in the rotation for the Mavericks, you know, this coming year, despite being a rookie. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he obviously rose up draft boards a lot, uh, you know, given his NBA combine and stuff. But I mean, man, I mean, he, he looks uh, even better than he was at Marquette. I mean, yeah, he's, he's playing off the charts. His big thing is literally just going to be that three ball. But even then, he has a solid shot. He has good form, uh, good mechanics, high release point. Yeah, it's just just knocking those in more. And I mean, I he's only 21. I think he can definitely get his shot fine tuned, man. I mean, it's it's already pretty solid. Uh, but yeah, like he he just did a you know incredible job uh, of being able to to get to his spots despite you know his lack of um, you know I, I guess sort of. Um, flashiness and, and savviness, especially when he's like, you know, attacking off closeouts, you know, or he's trying to bully a smaller defender. Uh, I mean, like, you know, he takes no prisoners, man. He, he just gets to his spots and, and he, and he gets the basket like it. He, he's able to just rise up off two feet, you know, even, even against centers within that painted area, just given how, how long he is, you know, he's six, eight, but he has a seven, one wingspan. So, yeah, I mean, very simplistic yeah. player, but does what he needs to do at all times. No, exactly. And, uh, you know, I felt bad for Chris Silva, the uh, the sort of veteran big for the Mavericks. He he got injured uh, earlier in the game, and then he he came out for a bit, but he came back in. Uh, you can definitely tell throughout this summer league process that, you know, despite you know some some promise that he showed with the Legends and you know playing a little bit with the Mavericks this season, um, you know, and, and just the amount of you know people that the Mavericks obviously have at center, given their huge log jam there. I don't know, like, you know, if, if he'll be, you know, retained in the organization or if he'll be back. Um, but, you know, it's good to have a veteran on every summer league squad to, you know, always try to, Show the you know, yeah, sense. bring the, you know, bring the young players up to speed. Obviously, you know, you, you could see his athleticism has, has been sort of hindered these last few games. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, because of that injury today, if that was a thing that was bothering him earlier. Yeah, but he definitely he was hesitant. not a lob threat. Today, yeah, most no, yeah, he, he got a few open looks that like he could have easily went up with dunks, but just declined because you, you could tell that he was getting bothered, though. Yeah, maybe He's, it was that. Yeah. In, maybe it was the injury. Uh, maybe it wasn't, but, you know. Yeah, but he was he, he still contributed where he could. He had a few uh, he had a few baskets where he was able to seal a guy, you know, in the post. He had an N1, made a few free throws, uh, got some boards and stuff, so. I mean, I'm I'm happy that he he was still, you know, contributory, um, dis, despite you know the limitations. So I, I'm hoping he finds a, a home somewhere. Falls fails. I I did enjoy his time here, but you know, uh, shout out to a uh, Chandler Vaudrin. Also got some minutes today. Yes, sir. Clocked in a you know a solid, uh, zero point, uh, one assist and one steal stat line, and almost, um, you know, highlight real play on Jarius Walker where he got him up on the. Fifth. Up in the air on a crazy up fake and then just absolutely wide open. Yes, yeah, absolutely Mine smoked it. But Chandler, Chandler Vaudrin at least got to debut for the Mavericks in summer yeah. league today. Um it was a weird angle. I yes, say that. Yeah, he he hey, I mean, need I say more? It, it was some momentous occasion. Yeah. Just, just it, because of it that. Would've been. It would have been. Yes. But. And uh otherwise, you know, we we got a chance to see a couple guys that haven't played at all in summer league today, like Miles Burns. 
I try to say this right, this is the NAI guy that can jump like 48 inches that we've been talking about. Keodrichi, Akubando, Iguhu, Iogu, Iogu. And uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I got close. And then uh, a Nike Sabande. Um, you know, they, they got a few runs. Got of, touches. Yeah. Uh, Miles Burns, though, was the only guy that really scored in that garbage time period. Um, he uh, he had a few pull-up jumpers and stuff like that. But besides that, the game was basically over. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish Jared L- Dudley would have kept the starters in to, to win. Almost definitely. Get the play to, to go to the playoffs. That's 27. Yeah, but, but it is. But it's, it is just summer league, so we so can't. did the Jazz end up winning? Uh, they – let me check the score on that one. I need to see if they actually won that game. Or because if, so if the Jazz uh, uh, ended up winning, we're out of the playoffs for sure. Are we? Yeah, still out of the playoffs for sure. No, no, we we are we are like out of the playoffs for sure. But I want to see exactly what happened, like if they won or not. Friday, here we go. All right, so the Jazz they they, be, they they won, but so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, either. had they lost though, we'd had to. Have, you know, beat them by 27, but it obviously doesn't matter in the end. So, I mean, yeah, you don't want to stress or injure anybody in a summer league game just because, no, you know, it's these, not worth it. At they're point. already going balls to the wall. And there's honestly, I, I'd say summer league is like even more frantic than the NBA because like, yeah, there, there's it, a certain sort of lack of control compared to the NBA. Now, not to say like, it's like, obviously summer league kind of gets the, uh, I guess freedom. Um, Well, yeah, the freedom, but I was going to say it, it probably kind of, Get, people kind of get the notion that um, it, it's just like this frantic, chaotic basketball that's just like completely terrible. Like that's not the case. Like these are still very, very good players. players. Yeah, but NBA they're level players. Yeah, but I mean, it just shows you how much levels there are to this. That there are guys that are more vetted, more experienced, and like could actually like work the crap out of these guys. But I mean, it, that's that you know in, in itself is you know a sort of fascinating dynamic, but. Um, you know, despite this, there's still some very good, you know, basketball being played out here. I mean, d- despite everything, you know, with Jaden Hardy getting that shoulder contusion and, you know, you know, Braxton Key obviously getting signed away, um, you know, McKinley Wright being you know, announced out the other day um, with that ankle and everything like this Mavericks, you know, summer league team, uh, you know, I know everybody out here is, you know, pining for their own spot, you know, trying to make their name in the league, get picked up by the Mavericks or even another team. Um, but, you know, I've just been really impressed with how interconnected they've been defensively and uh, how communicative they've been. Like I said, it's been a real joy to watch them. And we're, you know, really excited for the last game um, on on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday night. Very yeah. excited. No, it'll, it'll be uh, fun. I, I think we're playing the Hawks, if I'm not mistaken. I, I They announced it, but I literally am like tripping. We can actually look at it right now, as a matter of fact. So, uh, yes, we do play the Hawks at 830. It'll be a late night affair. So we'll be back to you guys after that one. Definitely going to be a live coverage on Twitter. Most definitely. No, most definitely. Yes. As we had today, guys, we posted a few videos. We got AJ Lawson slam at the end of the half. Uh, So you can go check that out. Sold with a video on just a tad bit. Uh, It wasn't, it wasn't the best quality, but (laughs) I mean, I all, and in fairness, like I didn't think he was gonna do that dump off. That no, most of, like I wouldn't yeah. guess that. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. Out yeah, of nowhere. so you yeah. were you were kind of pointed towards the other. Yeah, way, so that's exactly. not the whole, but we definitely still get it. We still got it on a uh, on video. It's definitely not in HD quality, but yeah. Uh, for those who aren't able to, you know, watch it anywhere else, which would probably not be the case, um, you can still watch it on a mainstream mass. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you can, but I mean. Um, you know, with this, 
you know, Maverick Summer League. I, I mean, I think the the two things that we can really take away thus far, uh, you know, got to be, um, you know, really Omax performance, you know, just how, you know, uh, ahead of the curve that he is, like, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, this is the sort of prototype of player that, you know, I, I thought we were getting, but I, I didn't think he was going to be able to operate off the dribble like he has in Summer League, you know, getting multiple, you know, fit, uh, you know, 17, 18 point performances. Uh, I'm really excited to see how he finishes out. Um, you know, in, in this last game, but he's impressed me, you know, a lot offensively and defensively, you know, I, I, I think another big thing is, you know, we, we have to acknowledge that yes, Derek Lively is a, is a really big talent and he can definitely, you know, be the center that you're pairing with Luca in the future, uh, you know, given the right development, but uh, he, he may not be a day one starter and, and that could change, you know, with training camp and everything. And I, I'll be intrigued to see how he actually plays with like Luca and Kyrie, in the Maverick system, but you know, he, um, there, there, the talent is in the, it's set in the stones. You, you can, you know, see the frame, the athleticism, the explosiveness, you know, how committed to basketball he is. I, it's definitely not an effort thing. It's just being yeah. able to be more disciplined on yeah, those, great, on those little things. You know, well. those are, those are the two big drawing points from, from summer league. And, you know, if we can get any, any interviews with any players or anything, we will definitely bring that to the podcast. We'd love to be able to do that. Hopefully we have the opportunity uh, on Sunday yeah, or Saturday or something, uh, but we're going to try to get some sound bites if we can for you guys. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned up here. Um, I guess I can go ahead and drop this on the podcast this late. Cause I, I'll put it on Twitter later um, for, to, to officially announce um, cause they have to like sign some paperwork still, but I signed yeah. my end of the part. So uh, I will be joining the, uh, the smoking Cuban uh, staff as a uh, contributor and uh, I will be uh, writing about the Mavericks a little bit more, so you guys can catch my my work and content on uh, on multiple forums now. So I, I will be doing this and the podcast. The podcast yeah. will not be sacrificed at any sort of rate because of that. I will still be uh, getting out here on the podcast, and we may have some future changes and implications that may come on the podcast too. Um, so stay tuned for that. We we still kind of got to sort through some things here, um, but nonetheless. I'm just really excited to be out here for Summer League, um, covering these games and stuff like that. And it's really a blessing. You know, when we started this podcast, you know, a year ago with me and Jaron, I I did not think that we'd get to a point uh, where, you know, we'd actually be in Summer League. You know, we didn't get our own media pass or anything like that. But definitely, you know, there was a lot of manifestation that we had to do uh, to actually make this work. And, you know, it's, you know, even – you know, while while maybe coming out of our own pockets, you know, the motivation, the drive to do to do any of this uh, comes, you know, all from you guys. So we we appreciate you guys for your continual support uh, and everything like that. And um, you know, in terms of a, uh, you know, the game today, you know, you can't you can't get too analytical with a uh, summer league basketball. Um, you know, I, yeah, basketball. exactly. It, it's uh, we're not. I'm not gonna. You know, like I said this on the last podcast, I'm not gonna sit here and deep dive exactly, you know, every single thing that happened in the game, like I do during the regular podcast. I know you're not here for like the, the regular season podcast, but you know, when, when we do those post-game podcasts, it, it's kind of less about the players, more about, you know, how the game went because, you know, it, it just the sort of way it's formatted, you know, with yeah. summer league, we're looking at these guys, you know, obviously we care yeah, about how the team does, but we're, we care about, you know, how these guys do in regards to if they're going to make, you know, make the Mavericks roster why I wanted to make this a lot more player centric, but um, you know, 
still it still was a really fun game to cover and this is still a really fun summer league squad ethan before we end the podcast here from an outsider's perspective i, I want to get your your opinion yeah, mavericks have three two-way spots okay <clears throat> they already gave one to mike miles jr okay okay who do you think get the other two spots on this uh, summer league team and keep in mind that Derek Lively and Omax were both in the first round of the draft, so they're already, like, on the main roster. They're okay, not going to yeah. be it. I just, like, yeah. you know, obviously I'm going to have to go A.J. Lawson. Yeah. I just feel like he's a very – If he doesn't player. even get, like, a – or if he might get yeah. a guaranteed contract. Yeah, he's a very solid player. He's just overall, you know, he's getting two spots, and he's just very solid. Can be a boot. Yeah. I mean, if, if he's – you know, if that three-point shot, you know, and the, and the defense are really there, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very, you know, impressed with his, you know, his – ability to you know be an off-ball defender the way he's able to pick the passing lanes exactly. um he, he's very savvy in terms of his rotations and you know just doing all the little stuff like cutting uh running in transition hard like he does all that sort of stuff he's a great it, it, off-ball yeah. worker and he, he gets it done on both sides of the floor yeah. for sure i mean it's just gonna really be like is the uh defense at the nba level is the is the strength in the matter yeah, at all because exactly. he's added a lot of strength i can pull up some pictures from his college bro you'd be like I mean, it's not even like the same dude. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, you know, we'll do that to the podcast, but yeah. I can, you know, I believe it. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, but so, you know, he's had some strength even this off season. So we'll see if that's going to, you know, play into factor at the NBA or, you know, if he's still going to get kind of get pushed around and, yeah. you know, if, if the three point shot, if he, if he can be a movement shooter, uh, you know, running off a stagger full speed, you know, able to, you know, make a jump stop and uh, hit a three. I mean, that, that's, that's invaluable. I mean, especially as, if he can get his feet set that, you know, set that quick and, uh, you know, really just go right up into that motion because, yeah. you know, he, he's already proven to be a really good catch and shoot shooter, exactly. but, you know, once you're able to to run him off pin downs and stuff across the floor, um, that's, you know, when we really have an asset here. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would definitely agree on that. Who do you think your other guy would be? Um, Pick him between a few guys here. I don't know, man. I really, I really like my guy. Uh, I like my guy, Jordan Walker. I think I'd have to go with him too. I think for sure. I just think he's a he's a great school. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Taze more too, bro. I, I'd like to at least invite him to training camp. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah. But I mean, uh, Jordan Walker. I mean, his his scoring ability, man. Like, if you're when you're picking between those yeah, players to control the ball, especially you know, like at a two way spot where it's not really the biggest deal in the world. Like, you know, you might as well take the upside on a guy like that. Most and uh, you know, at least like, and, and and if not, man, like we there's a chance that they could get. Mike Miles Jr., Taze Moore, and Jordan Walker are all in the two-way. And, you yeah. know, they put A.J. Lawson on a standard contract. They got a lot of flexibility, you know, here. Brandon Randolph, you know, he had a strong start to summer league, but he's kind of fallen off a little bit just in terms of his uh, versatility offensively. Uh, it has not been as expanded upon as I, I originally thought. But, yeah. you know, hopefully he's, he's able to come along a little bit in this last game. But, you know, other than that, it'll be in, intriguing to see what the Mavericks do. You know, Taze Moore, the only downside about him, is he is like 26. So developmentally, like, I, I just don't know, like, how much more you can add to his game, uh, you yeah. know, going forward. But he definitely, uh, you know, his, his skill set, I think, is is definitely an NBA skill set. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him somewhere uh, on an NBA roster no, next, next year. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, maybe not with the Mavericks, but I mean, we'll, we'll see how he fits in, though. I, see where he ends up. Yeah, yeah we'll, sure. we'll see how it goes. But we really appreciate you guys for listening this far in the podcast. It was a very long one. We had to cover two summer league games yet again. There was a sort of change in plans with how everything uh, kind of, you know, wrapped around this weekend. But, you know, we appreciate Ethan for hopping on yes, on this it one. It was an honor. I appreciate it. This was very fun talking about the Mavericks and, you know, 
I'm going to get more in tune with the Mavericks as we go on, uh, watching more basketball because it does also help with my IQ whenever I play. Yeah, me and Ethan actually play a lot together. You guys may not know, but we're we're yeah, we are the uh, self-proclaimed uh, only Mavericks podcasters that are actually uh, big that gym rats. Might have made it uh, in basketball if we actually tried. So. Yeah, well, it's me more so football, but yeah, 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 football, basketball. Yeah, you know, but uh, uh, we we you know just much like just like Jordan Walker, Ethan. We're we're unfortunately limited by our height. Yeah, but so, he uh, is able to capitalize. Yeah, it's unlike us. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just uh <laughs> he he's 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 took the the advancements a little too further Most beyond the, the technology that they gave us. So. And I have no doubt that he'll be able to uh, develop his game even more. No, yeah, he he will, and we'll have all of that coverage for you here on the Mainstream Mass Podcast and more. We'll be back, of yes, course, sir. after the Sunday night summer league. We have an early morning flight that following Monday to come back to Dallas. Um, so. Um, you know, if we're trying to get it over a little faster on that podcast, please uh, spare us the criticism. Uh, we do have things, but we will still be getting that out for you guys. And uh, make sure to get at us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We're on almost any listening platform. Uh, make sure to give us a five-star rating and uh, give us a review if you so please. We really appreciate any feedback that you guys give us. And uh, turn on those post noties. Uh, you know, make sure to get uh, your, your oh, notification please. because – uh, we our Twitter got taken down and, you know, we don't have as much followers now. So it's really um, important that we try to you know get the podcast out. But we are trying to connect to you guys more on Twitter, get our Twitter following back to what it w- was at. It's only at like 200 followers right now. At one point, we were almost at like 2K. So we're definitely trying to bolster the audience for the podcast, uh, you know, back to where it was at. So uh, if you guys have any Mavericks, you know, friends or not Maverick friends, yeah, but sure and Maver- Maverick fans that are friends, you know. Make sure to share it or or anything you can do. We'd really appreciate it. We're trying to follow you guys, get more connected on Twitter. It's going to be at Mainstream214 on our Twitter. Also, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube. Um, If you guys didn't get to see Ethan today, um, it was his debut on the podcast. So if you want to know what he looks like, come on YouTube. Most definitely. And then uh, comment down below. There's not too much to look at. Don't worry. Yeah, comment down below. Should Ethan be in future episodes or not? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was a little bit nervous at the start, but, you know, now that I'm getting the hang of things, I feel like it'd be very fun, you know. Yeah. I'd love to join y'all in order to spread the word of the Mavericks. Although the fate is up to the people, Ethan. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, we'll see what they say. We'll just see. We'll see what they say. Hopefully you're 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 liked in your, terms of your contributions. With that being said, it's been a fun one, and we will catch you guys back after Sunday night. Mainstream Mavs, Vegas edition, signing out. We out.